in two guys starts in three, two, one. Hi, I'm the manager of the Baja Men's Shoe Store. Hey, hey, put the clogs out. I'm Jordan. Hi, I'm Gigi, and you're fucking with some wet ass pussy. Uh, hi, I'm David Thorpe. Uh, hi. <laughs> That's you. That's what you sound like. <laughs> and if I were a Transformer, I'd be a Decepticon that turned into a worthless internet router that didn't give any Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh. That's awful. And if you do give Wi-Fi, it's like the it's like the one it's like the one bar. <laughs> it's, a, it's just one, one bar just to give you hope, and then it and then it turns just off, fizzles out. <laughs> yeah. And then like you, I, no. Here's what it is. I give you one bar until you walk over to me and you look at your phone, and then I give full bars, and then you go sit back down and it goes back to one. Evil, oh. pure evil. You probably should if you if you have me as your de- as your router. You probably shouldn't have bought a router with a Decepticon logo like plastered on the side. The Decepticon logo covers the like, password, so <laughs> you can't actually access the internet. Someone put like it looks like someone put a Decepticon logo over the password, but it's just my logo. <laughs> That's the logo. That's it. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we're going to start this episode a little different with a segment from Jor- a new segment from Jordan. Jordan, take us away. Right. So, um Ooh, I'm excited epi- for this. You should you should you should be cuz we're about to get into some steamy melodrama. Ooh-wee. Uh, This is a new segment I'm doing, it's called Steal My Heart, and in it I'm going to be recapping the events of the episode as they would be in a CW uh, primetime soapy drama type situation. So here we go, Uh, this this is previously on Steal My Heart. Gregory has had enough of living in his boyfriend Thomas's shadow. He holds Thomas's former co-worker and one-time stand Professor Armitage hostage. Thomas returns to the office and discovers that William's son, Kenneth, has taped evidence of Gregory's plan to betray Thomas with the help of Professor Armitage. Gregory forces Professor Armitage to take him to his study. He revises Professor Armitage's research on the people of Ocean Cove into an expose of the various secret relationships in the town. Professor Armitage threatens to pull out of their deal. Gregory kidnaps Professor Armitage and hauls him back to Thomas's beach house, which is actually occupied by Thomas's ex-boyfriend, Reeve. Thomas confronts an old ex-boyfriend, Peter, about their breakup. Peter makes a fool of Thomas in front of his co-workers. Thomas slinks off and vows revenge against Peter. Meanwhile, Gregory and Professor Armitage arrive at Thomas's beach house. Reeve tells Professor Armitage that he's not welcome. He picks up the phone to call Thomas, but Gregory convinces him that Thomas has disappeared. Professor Armitage injures himself, trying to prevent Gregory's expose from being published. Gregory performs plastic surgery on Professor Armitage and in the process makes Professor Armitage resemble himself, himself being Gregory. Thomas gets back at Peter by steering his car into quicksand. Peter escapes within an inch of his life and discovers (laughs) that Thomas has dropped Kenneth's recorded evidence of Gregory's collusion with Professor Armitage. 
Thomas races to Professor Armitage's study to destroy Gregory's research, but has a chance meeting with Peter in Armitage's study because Peter has plans to do the same thing. Just as Thomas prepares to fight Peter, he gets a call from Reeve telling him that Gregory and Professor Armitage have taken over the beach house. Thomas ignores Reeve's call and wrestles Peter for possession of Gregory's research. Professor Armitage reminds Gregory that he won't get the credit for his expose if he does not sign it himself. Thomas sees Gregory en route to the study and convinces Peter to help him destroy Gregory's research. They team up to burn Gregory's work in front of him. Gregory's in trouble with Thomas. Big trouble. That... <laughs> I... I hate that I want this to be a real CW show. I, like, I want to watch this. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of... Steal my heart. <laughs> just... Just a whole... But you see what I mean? Like, it's so... It's so messy, this one. Just a whole series based off the scripts of messy episodes of Transformers. Oh, just God. a real um, season three or four of Riverdale kind of messy. You know any season Absolutely. of Absolutely. <laughs> well, it is, this one is a messy one, so let's dive right into what makes it messy. Where should we start? <laughs> I want to start with Rumble and the other Decepticons boy fighting. <laughs> um. And the, uh, the contrast between the the manner in which the Autobots work together and the Decepticons are just boy fighting. It really... The Decepticon boy fighting is really just like... A lot of it is, uh, I think, Skywarp just starting a lot of shit with Rumble, but it really is just intense. I thought Rumble started it. Rumble probably did start it. It doesn't matter. Um, I've also come to the conclusion that Soundwave is actually a, a pretty bad dad. Um, just you know, just letting his boys get into fights in front of his very eyes, and then um, selling his children to Megatron as slaves, basically. His, his not, not, a, not an ideal uh, father figure. His two boys, uh, Rumble and the and the and the elusive Frenzy. We Frenzy, Frenzy's is so is so new uh, to to the conversation. Frenzy, just just a, just a wonderful addition to the ensemble. He just pops his head out of a hole that I'm assuming he's been in the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Such a good boy fight, though, wouldn't you say? Oh it's, yeah, it's kinda, put that on tape, it, you know? They are on <laughs> tape, because Rumble... Oh shit, they are! You made a great Me? pun. <laughs> it's kind of Sound locker room, like... Bad dad, good uh, businessman. <laughs> <laughs> he also rents out his pets to Megatron as well. I consider those his children. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm showing David a picture of um, tiny toys. <laughs> Just looking at pictures of the G1 toys. <laughs> um, I needed to. I remember what Frenzy looked like, and this still doesn't answer my question. He's just a red oh. rumble. He's red. Oh, this. Okay, this answers my question. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, maybe Rumble uh is a purple Frenzy. I always thought Rumble was blue. No, Rumble's kind of purple. Lilac. 
I'd say. Lilac, I think, is fair. Lilac is fair. Well, now that the color of Rumble's been decided upon, we can end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of boy fighting, and then throughout the episode, there's a lot of boy fighting. The rest of the episode is boy fights volume two. All the shows (laughs) are boy fighting. Um, uh, We get a lot of... um, but who they're really fighting in this episode, who everyone in this episode is fighting, is Starscream as he tries to escape from his relationship with Megatron. <laughs> it's true. And even the Autobots who had, like, no business with, uh, with Starscream, they get really, like, messy at the end. This was an in-house Decepticon matter, and the Autobots wiggled their way in. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. The very end is like, oh, girl, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, They're back. This bitch. <laughs> oh, st- the Autobots are just laughing like, oh, yeah, I know. Either Starscream is trying to escape his relationship with Megatron, or because he thinks Megatron is dead, he thinks he's finally safe to go and abuse someone else. Yeah, I think that's what's happening here. I think Starscream is trying to enter a new abusive relationship where he has total control. Hmm. Cause that would make sense because we've and the cycle of abuse continues. <laughs> that w- well, it's poisoned at the root, I think. You yeah. know, with 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 Megatron's egotism. Mm-hmm. That would make sense because we've talked about Starscream in the past that he was probably an abusive uh, partner to someone else in the past, and then he entered into this relationship with Megatron, and then was abused, and now to get to feel powerful again, he's get gotten into a new relationship with Doctor Archiville where he is now the abuser again. My new theory is that in Star Cream's... Star Cream? <laughs> Star Cream. <laughs> Star Cream, triple X. This ain't Transformers G1. <laughs> Megadong. <laughs> Star Cream and Megadong. <laughs> Optimus Grind. Megadon Sorry, Coctimus Grind. I would honestly say Optimus Primal, but that's just the main character in Beast Wars. We're not up to Beast Wars yet. Why aren't we up to Beast Wars yet, anyway? Because it takes us for it takes you forever to edit an episode. <laughs> Genevieve, you were saying? Oh, my new theory is that during his science days, when he was still somewhat of a good boy, Starscream was just like a toxic person annoying to be around um annoying very annoying as co-worker but you know didn't do anything evil or it didn't outright like abuse anyone and then the this you know pure unadulterated power that megatron presented to him and with the decepticons you know new mo i think that really just turned him mm-hmm. completely because we had talked about the idea that he was maybe a good boy before he met Megatron, yeah. but what you're saying is that he was... He was me- a good boy, but um, toxic and annoying. Maybe like... Bad in, personality. Maybe in his relationship with uh, Skyfire, he was like doing light gaslighting. Uh, and Yeah, definitely a gaslighter, know-it-all, like smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Taking credit guy. for both of their work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that would definitely make sense. So maybe it was complaining, you know, unappreciative. Maybe uh, the best thing that ever happened to Skyfire was becoming an icicle. <laughs> talks endlessly about their mental health problems, but doesn't actually go to therapy or even know wow. what's wrong with them. Um, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> Am I projecting? <laughs> Gets unnecessarily aggressive when the situation doesn't call for it. Steals aspects of other people's personality. Uh, when they get um, without you know crediting them. When they wow. When they get mad with their partner, they don't like talk about it. They just lock themselves in their room until they air quotes calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all just. <laughs> Um. Ugh. Always well, makes other people pay for things because he like forgets his money, quote unquote. Now that we're done, <laughs> putting off work for a deadline and then getting mad during the last minute rush. <laughs> I think we all needed that, huh? Let's <laughs> just put all of our shit on Starscream. <laughs> he can take. That's what the Decepticons take do. Doesn't always an answer. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. But yeah, he, he really he really fucks over Arkaville. <laughs> it's just really yeah. Oh, this episode made me feel bad for Arkaville. Yeah. He's it's just like, Damn, just, I'm sorry. He's just been abused by two massive abusive daddies. <laughs> Even though he's super evil, I mean. Mm-hmm. And he gets He's Ark he's Arch evil. Arch evil, and then he gets fucking, uh, he fucking gets body horrored at the end there, <laughs> where he just gets turned into a cyborg that can't. Oh my! Oh my! God. So it's so interesting. I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about that because to me, uh, we've been going on about like this larger motif of um, of of maintenance as a form of. Uh, tactile care mm. and this action this is like a perversion of that same motif where the idea of maintenance is not necessarily like um the the repair of a human body it's becoming something larger or, or more um more lovable than a human body in in star screams esteem I feel like, in a way, Starscream would probably love Arkaville more if he wasn't human. Oh, Starscream has openly admitted that he has no regard for human life or Earth at all, so... Mm -hmm. I believe it. Mm -hmm. And he does this in our, uh... in one of our favorite boys' labs, uh, in, uh, Shockwave's lab. Uh... I think we got a lot oh, to say yes. about Shockwave in this episode. I'll... Okay. Okay, Jordan. No, go ahead, no, Gigi. Jordan, you go. Okay, I was just, no, I was just gonna say that uh, it's 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 been such a uh, such a strenuous thing for me this episode uh, because it made Shockwave kind of unsexy to me, and I didn't think that could happen. Um, but he just came off like towards the end as like 
really desperate and like needy and it's felt like a total contradiction of like this cool detached personality that he'd cultivated maybe through not being on screen (laughs) (laughs) to be fair starscream does like stick a gun in his face and if a brat Mm -hmm. like starscream came up into my house and was like yo actually i'm in charge now and i'm gonna fucking kill you if you don't do what I say even though I'm the worst and he used to work for like this person who was way more mature than I am um can I say that about, I don't know maybe not uh, uh, is maybe Charlie mature well, I <laughs> would think you we, call him mature I think let's he's old let's, let's <laughs> he's not mature let's put a pin in that for a second because there is something about that I want to talk more about okay. that later in the okay. episode when we get to Prime and Megatron um, yeah, I, I also thought it was really funny Shockwave's demeanor when Starscream <laughs> walks in. He's so unamused. He's just like, I am not dealing with this bitch today. Like, no. Right. No, he sees Archiville and he's like, you have to go. Because <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> um, I think in defense of Shockwave, I think the only reason he wants... He, he goes, like, begging to Megatron is because he knows that that's the only way he can get, like, Cybertron back under his control to himself. Because, like, Megatron doesn't care because he's obsessed with being on Earth with his, with his ex. But if Starscream's there, then he's, like, has to deal with Starscream. That's true, but, like... I mean, David, you can't say that him, like, hollering, like, acknowledge, acknowledge. Don't tell me, like, that wasn't just, like, a little bit cringy. It was a little bit cringy, you're right. Pretty cringe. Especially to have uh, Megatron then say, uh, hold on, I'll call me back later. <laughs> call back later! <laughs> that was so messy! God. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> Imagine how humiliating Shockwave must have been on this day. Bro, he thought that he was dead. (laughs) He called him, and this bitch was like, call back later. (laughs) I'm actually pretty busy right now. Yeah, I'm alive, but um, I'm. that's why I'm so fucking busy. Okay, bye. How do you think... I'm just busy being alive. Okay, bye. (laughs) How do you think Ollie reacted to this day at the office when uh, when Shockwave came home and told him about it? Ollie let out a big sigh because he knew that this was a whole big thing that he now had to deal with too. But then he, mm-hmm. he took Shockwave into his loving arms and just gave him a cuddle and let him relieve some stress. Mm. Made lasagna. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like ZD. Ooh, ZD. I had some ZD the other day. <laughs> For the listeners at home, <laughs> in case you were wondering. We'll go ahead and put the P.O. box in the show notes so you can send us uh, ZD. box ZD. <laughs> oh my god, if we got fans that sent us pasta, <laughs> that Listen. would be... That's all that my career is like going to culminate to. <laughs> Listen, folks, if we ever got a P.O. box, we don't want you sending us fan letters. We don't want you sending us Transformers memorabilia. Just send us baked ZD. <clears throat> it doesn't. It could even be unbaked ziti. <laughs> Just uncooked pasta in the box. I mean, that's probably the us... safest option. If 
they sent us a cooked pasta dish, I don't know how, how long is that going to last in the mail. I don't know. Get Been it overnight it? <laughs> Put it in a, like, cold shipping package? Oh, that's a first class package. You know oh, that, no, yeah, gonna take that's going to that. cost hundreds. Speaking of first class packages, Optimus Prime and <laughs> Megatron in this episode. No! Oh my god. Uh, they were very flirty. They were so flirty. We had that great moment where Megatron, where uh, Optimus. Uh, lets out a big laugh about uh, Megatron's aim. Mm-hmm. That was definitely them remembering, like him remembering a sweet moment that he had with Megatron in the past. That's like the first time I heard Prime laugh. It was a milestone. <laughs> he laughs for a long time too. <laughs> it's, I mean, like it's gotta be like they're remembering some kind. He's remembering like some kind of sport they played together when they were younger. <laughs> and like Megatron like threw a ball into traffic and then he was like laughed at his aim and then they kind of like you know fell down in the field that they were in and like cuddled <laughs> sorry David but like traffic on Cybertron is just, just more just more robots <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to build a nice moment for the listeners trying to build a nice moment in their minds and now you've got me thinking they're all they're all cars you idiot and now you've got me thinking about traffic on Cybertron just being the equivalent of a bunch of people standing in the fucking road standing traffic is what they call an orgy you know to get home oh, oh god um, what if Gigi, what, what were you about to say what if Optimus is actually recalling one of their past sexual exploits oh ha 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 your aim has improved. Jeez. <laughs> what do you think their <laughs> Jeez. What do you think their fashion was like when they were in their like mid twenties when they were dating? I thought you were gonna say, what do you think he was aiming? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, Megatron is a gun and Optimus definitely put that up his butt like <laughs> more than once. Later on when Megatron turns into a gun and Optimus handles him, I was like, this man's got experience with this one. Yeah. He says, now load me. He does. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's not even subtext. <laughs> that's just text. <laughs> Anyways, Megatron was definitely a crop top gay. Absolutely. <laughs> um. And Prime was like a denim jacket and headband kind of gay. Ooh, yeah. The headband really sells it. Yeah. Um. It was like he like he like it was a headband that like he bought like on a road trip and he was like oh it's just like a thing like I'll, like whatever I'll just wear it but then it became like part of the look and now he can't stop wearing it. <laughs> so. I said earlier that we would put a pin in Megatron's maturity. I think we've reached the part of the show where I want to bring up something I realized. Uh, Prime dating Megatron? I kind of get it. (laughs) Listen. Oh, I mean. I kind of get it in the way that, like, that moment where Megatron's working on the, like, energy source, and Prime's like, and and then he's like, I'm sorry, I got caught away in my work, and Prime's like, yeah, you're melting. (laughs) And Megatron just didn't notice. Like, that's fucking commitment. 
Like, that's not... You were talking about, like, is Megatron more mature than Starscream? I think that proves it. Like, Megatron just is, like, so obsessed. I mean, it is obsessive, which isn't great, but that's not something Starscream would do. Starscream would no. feel it, like, hurting him and then fucking back away He'd be and be... Like, Ow. Would be like, ow, I'm gonna Wait. let this planet blow up. <laughs> but Megatron... Ow. Screw this planet. Megatron, knowing that him and his other Decepticons were in danger, was like, I'm gonna fucking work on this thing until my fucking body is melting off. <laughs> Megatron and Starscream are that um, sheep meme with like the super buff sheep next to the little <laughs> wimpy sheep. <laughs> the strong will protect the small. <laughs> let's let's keep talking about anyways, no time to talk, load me. <laughs> I know we talked about it before, but it needs like a sep- second, it needs like its own three episode series to dive <laughs> I was amazed by, like, the trust they still have with each other. That's massive. And how Prime is still, like, very apparently concerned with Megatron's well-being. Like, you know, telling him, like, hey, you're fucking burning yourself. Dude, are you okay? And then he takes it from him. Mm -hmm. The the energy ball. And it, I think it's really interesting that it did come down to Megatron who stopped the fighting. Megatron was the one who was like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking take me as a gun, load me up and shoot me. <laughs> one of my... Take me as a gun, load me up and shoot me. You're right. Okay, that is... Ugh. <laughs> 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 uh. I just find, you're right, the trust that Megatron has to place in Prime... And also, like, you're right, just to load me and then sh- shoot me. <laughs> it's uh, we. I'm not joking when I'm saying we could do three episodes on this. That's such a mood. <laughs> just load me and shoot me. <laughs> God, I feel that. I am almost like, is there hope for these two? <laughs> <laughs> like, if Megatron changed his ways... This is the closest we get. With, you know, with some therapy. Mm -hmm. Coaching. What they're meant to be together. What was was that? What if they're meant to be together? (laughs) Um... Uh, it is the closest we get to a possible redemption for Megatron. You almost forget in the last three episodes he, like, enslaved all of humanity and choked out Starscream. <laughs> oh, did we also talk about how their first fight, Megatron just, like, sneaks up behind Prime, and Prime is like, no, I've, I've done this before, and he just fucking flings him on his ass. <laughs> and it's, like, the most pathetic fight ever. But maybe that is making me feel a little more on Megatron's team. As well as there's not much... The Decepticons themselves, like, don't do much evil in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's just Starscream. Unlike the last three episodes that have been, like, non-stop Decepticon evil. Yeah. Decepticon. 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 <laughs> Alright, ju- Oh! Why is it always your earbud that pulls mine out? (laughs) Why is it never when you lean forward that your earbud gets pulled out? 
My earbuds are loyal to me. I'm thinking that's what it is. <laughs> I think I just got tight ear holes. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, like how every hole in my body is tight. Jordan, mm. move us to the segments, huh? Every single one. Tight ass ear hole. <laughs> Tay? Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wet ass ear hole. <laughs> There's some ears in this house. There's some ears in this house. <laughs> I have another note about Megatron and Prime. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Um, at some point when they're in Archival's lab, Megatron goes, leave, I only want what's mine. And I was like, you talking about the uh, energy sphere or Optimus up in here? Mm. <laughs> um... What about the bit where Optimus goes lost is an appropriate word? Like, just getting yeah. really teddy. <laughs> or, and, and then, like, anything you say, Megatron. Like, it's super, like, I feel like that. I feel like you're right. Like, those last three minutes, like, you get the hint that they are, like, the show's OTP. Yeah. yeah. They're really flirty, but it's also really passive aggressive. Absolutely. But then, and then they just like are able to set aside their differences to um, load Megatron. But I think load that's what makes. I think that's what makes Optimus a denim jacket gay, and Megatron a crop top gay, because Opt Optimus is like bug bugging him and poking holes in his words, and Megatron's like. Oh my god, can you not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. It's I love going back to when you were talking about uh, Megatron sneaking up behind, behind Prime. I think Prime's biggest <laughs> advantage against Megatron is his knowledge of just <laughs> all this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> just his years of experience with his bullshit. Yes. And in that way, I don't think Megatron is that mature because he just tries the same shit over and over again. This is true. But I think, do think he is more mature than Starscream. Maybe, well, Starscream's a brat. Maybe he's just smarter than Starscream. More committed. More committed. Um, I guess it is hard to say anything Megatron has done is mature. Yeah, I mean, this whole series is these robots acting like children so yeah four hmm. children do you uh do you guys want uh have any but the relationships are very adult <laughs> <laughs> oh god i regret maybe we should cut that <laughs> these robots we've been talking about they're children <laughs> all right all right everybody uh dun da 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 I have it in my he notes here with David. We're gonna go over our dumbest notes. I wanna hear the dumbest notes you've got. <laughs> uh, the dumbest Oh give me the dumbest notes you got. Mine is Shockwave was uh Shockwave's just like all my bosses suck, I wanna go home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Comes he home. is home, though. He, he wants his home to go home. <laughs> <clears throat> I hate it here. 
You're the only person I like, Ollie. Sorry, you're the only Decepticon I like, Ollie. Mm. Um, Alright, tell me about your dumbest notes. Uh, I have uh, time code uh, 431. Um, activate your mouth is just bad flirting. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to use that uh, it, as a substitute for any, for any kind of uh, flirting that would lead to um, that would lead to a kiss. Never, never use the never use the phrase "activate your mouth." I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it's cringe. It's cringe as hell. Bro, it sucks. <laughs> okay, my dumbest note is cyborg Doctor Archival is hot. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you all always beat me at my? only segment <laughs> I will elaborate in our other segments <laughs> in this essay I will alright so I'm gonna go ahead and cancel the podcast before we get to our other segments <laughs> is it just that we've gotten so little skin that this, is, <laughs> that this feels kind of like like a moment Oh, let's just get into it. Jordan, take us into our segments. Okay. Our, we're going to start our uh, usual uh, segment roundup with OTP, one Transformers pairing, where we pick the two Transformers who are, oh god, hopefully not related and hopefully not children. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we haven't that. always stuck to that. <laughs> hopefully not animals. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, we pick the single most legal choices for couples uh, in this series. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with, um, well, you know, since, since Gigi just like just like knocked that last segment out of the park uh, with uh, Cyborg Doctor Archiville is hot. Uh, I, I I think it's only right that you that you lead us off. Here. Um, my OTP. <laughs> It's <laughs> like a pathetic choice. I didn't really know what to do for the OTP, so I was mm-hmm. like, um, fuck it, I guess, uh, okay, Megatron going to therapy and Optimus. Let's see if they work <laughs> it out. Will this... Will this relationship really work? So, Megatron and Optimus, with the caveat that Megatron is going to his sessions journaling taking the anti-Ds. And then yes. that they're also going to couples therapy once a week as well. Like, right. Oh, they're going to destroy each other in couples therapy. They have to have separate sessions. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but in my AU, I imagine the end of the series is um, they're able to reconcile their differences, rekindle that old flame, and the, C- the Decepticons and Autobots become one. Um, it's like they're families marrying into each other. Megatron's new stepdad. Here's your new stepdad, guys. (laughs) I know there's a whole run of the IDW comics where Megatron becomes an Autobot, and it's just about them tackling the fallout of a bunch of fanatic Decepticons being like, you abandon us! (laughs) (laughs) But I would also like to note that this is a lazy choice only because I couldn't think of any other couples. 
No, no, that's that's entirely fair. Let's see, let's see what else we've got uh, on the table. Uh, David, who is your OTP this week? All right, so, <laughs> like, when thinking about it just now, all I could think about it was uh, two characters named Top Spin and Twin Twist, which aren't even in the fucking into in the show till like season three. And I just think about how good their toys would look on my shelf together. But my real pick is fucking the same as Genevieve's. <laughs> oh! Because I believe I had this... to stretch so far we're picking characters. I had to stretch so <laughs> far that I just had to think, like, I'm just thinking about these toys that I want that would look good together. Because <laughs> they're also buddies, and I can't wait to hear more about them. <laughs> but, uh... Shouts out to you, but that's a selfish choice. It is. Hey, you constantly make picks of people that were barely in the episode, or even in that's the because, episode. That's because I respect underrated Transformers. I am an ally. <laughs> how, how am I not respecting underrated Transformers by picking Twin Twist? Bro, they're not even in this one, though. <laughs> I would. This is a much better use of my segment than saying Megatron and uh, Optimus because Genevieve just hit it on the money for exactly what I was thinking. Like I was just gonna say the same thing again. So I'm much <laughs> happier to talk about Twin Twist and Top Spin. I, their names really go together. They're both twisty, mm-hmm. and they could twist together, you know, into eternity. I think one flies and one's a drill. Well, twisting with love. Forever into each other's arms. Their, their couple name could be Twin Spin. Yeah. Cute. Seen as how isn't that cute? Seen as how we might not even make it to the third season of this show, it's good we're getting this out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've disrupted the continuity. When fuck when it. did we give a it fuck? Would be amazing if this country lasts that long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jordan, tell us about yours. Uh, mine is, um, it's Frenzy and Reflector. Alright, they might be brothers, but okay. Oh, no, wait, no. Oh, I thought you said Rumble. Never mind. Okay, yes. No. No, I don't, I don't think, I think Frenzy and Rumble are too alike, uh, to do anything other than fight. They make a good wrestling tag team, mm-hmm. but they're God, not a good couple. Oh my god, that would be such a good arc on WWE. Like right? these two heels that hate each other are forced to team up. Mm-hmm. And then plot twist, they're brothers. Tell me more brothers. about Re- They just didn't know it. Long lost brothers from their shitty, horrible, abusive dad shot. Uh, wow. And then they do all these like tumbling moves like over each other. And they're like, whoa, how'd you learn to do that? Oh, I, I, I don't think their dad actually taught them how to do that. But in this case, my only my dad taught me how to do that how come you can do it too so you right they trained by studying each other's movesets and they're both played by Lindsay Lohan <laughs> parent trap parent trap joke there oh my god cause you and said they were brothers they're, they're twins like that never knew each other and they uh mm-hmm. uh what's that sport <laughs> With the, the pointy stick thing. Fencing? And the, the face covering. Fencing? Fencing. Yeah, okay, so they're both at a summer camp, and they they fence together, and one has a bad accent. Pointy stick thing? You mean sword? 
I mean, you're not wrong, but do no, you Gigi mean the sword? No, Gigi meant the rapier of, of, of fencing. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> it's not just a sword, you rube. Um, Alright, tell me about Reflector and Frenzy. Uh, well, I just feel like... So Frenzy and Rumble are two, are two alike. Great, great wrestling tag team. Uh, great Lindsay Lohan vehicle. Um, but I feel like Frenzy and Reflector, the sizes are right, and I also feel like the temperaments are just enough of, like, Reflector is, like, a pretty a good listener, um... And uh, and can and can do the multi- and can do like multiplication like he can do math, um, and frenzy uh, is just sort of like is like a jock, but he's like a tiny jock, so like so they're so they're sort of like a brains brawn kind of dynamic uh, to to them to the, where they form kind of one full you know presence that would be reasonably entertaining to be around i definitely see that now is this a because i think there's a bunch of different reflector bots like just hundreds of them is this a specific reflector or is it just just one reflector the story of one reflector bot falling in love with frenzy uh david don't don't get me started on the frenzy reflector bukake um fantasy uh, because it's it's simply too uh, too much to go. It's about. simply too far out. <laughs> um, but yes, let's say there are a, uh, there could there could be a hundred reflectors in a room, <laughs> and only one uh, could um, could could fuck frenzy. <laughs> okay, what's our next segment? <laughs> <laughs> our very next segment is auto crush of the week, where we pick uh, the transformer. That just, um, that is the Meg Ryan to our Tom Hanks, and this is also the 90s. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with David. David, who is your it's auto Megatron. crush of the week? Megatron. Gigi, who's your <laughs> auto crush of the week? Um. Do we want to commit to the bit? Do we just want to move on? <laughs> I could say, but I feel like I, I I've made my point many a time before. I like, I like it's his thighs. Well, it's his thighs, but it's all, I, it, okay. It's that fucking commitment. Just the I'm sorry, I got lost in my work, and he's fucking melting. That's kind of hot. <laughs> I can like I can see it. Like I get it. <laughs> like I said earlier in the episode, I get it. Yeah, he gets it. Hi, Genevieve. <laughs> okay, my auto crush of the week is Cyborg Dr. Archivon. <laughs> and it's purely physical. This is the worst episode we've done. I, I hate his personality. He's super evil and it sucks. And he's willing to enslave a bunch of people. Okay, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that when I picked this one. Ooh. Um, but it's, okay, purely physical. <laughs> Dr. Archiville is a human. Gross. Bad haircut. Stupid hat. Ill-fitting garb. garb. Bad posture. Bad posture. As a cyborg, 
Damn, he's kind of packing under them clothes, huh? He's <laughs> kind of... He's kind of buff. Kind of hunky. Kind of hunky, chunky. And, like, now half of his hair is gone and his hat's gone. So that's a vast improvement. I was like, damn. Dr. Rock will be kind of thick in, like, a Kylo Ren way, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I also have a, a little bit of a thing for cyborgs. I don't know. Oh, right. Well, the, well, and, I mean, from the, oh, from the yes. last episode. Although he was a pure robot, but humanoid. Cyborg yeah. and Teen Titans. Oh my god, what a stud. Absolutely. Beefcake. Sorry, we had a bit of an interruption there from phone call. Hold on. Who is it? Is it Gigi? Yeah, Genevieve called me. Okay. Yeah, it's just another one of my feeble attempts to um, ruin this podcast. <laughs> Drag it down to hell with me. Um, but yeah, I think Cyborg Dr. Archival is hot. I think Every week I need to reassemble the microphone because Genevieve takes it apart down to, like, the screws. <laughs> um, so anyways, Dr. Archerville is hot. He's really fucking hot and beefy and sexy. And when he was laying there on that table, I was like, I'd get on top of that. Oh my um, god. <laughs> what? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Right. Um, I would love uh, to see, you know, what what those, um, God bless those Decepticons who, you know, did that work on him, what they what they did with the downstairs situation, would love to see that. One time Genevieve packed Lyft and cancelled all my rides here so that we wouldn't have to record. <laughs> Genevieve consistently sabotages this podcast. Uh, um, I want to see Cyborg Doctor Archival's half Robo Dick. I want. I want to see it. Genevieve once canceled my Adobe account so I couldn't edit anything. <laughs> I did not get a refund. Um, anyways, uh, back to Doc Cyborg Doctor Archival's balls. <laughs> Genevieve once hid all my transformers. Do you transformers. think just made it a vibrator down there? Oh my god! Oh, that would be really good. Well, yeah, multi-speed. Uh, hopefully multi-speed. Yeah, like, uh, Genevieve once 15 hid... 15 functions. Ooh, mm. 15. <laughs> Genevieve once hid all my Transformers and tried to gaslight me into believing that I never liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what, I've never even heard of... We don't do a podcast. I've never <laughs> even... Tra- what? Tra- <laughs> farmers? <laughs> a show about robots? No, David. That doesn't sound real. <laughs> no, that doesn't exist. Oh, okay. Alright, Jordan, tell us about your crush. Unless you have more to go on about Dr. Archiville. Um, his half-robo <laughs> cock and balls are... <laughs> Ooh. Oh, tell us about your crush, Jordan. Uh, okay. So, because this episode 
uh, both of the Transformers and this podcast episode, it's the messiest yet. So I am going to pick a Transformer that exemplifies the messiness of all of this, and I am of course talking about Skywarp. <laughs> Sky who initi- who instigates and and just like fuels the fire of the boy fight. And then, like, gets fucked a little bit. Doesn't he get beat up? Yeah, but then, but then he's like, he's like trash talking. Skywarp's really just a fucking tornado of mayhem in the beginning of this episode, huh? Just, just yeah. And I, and I kind of, I kind of love him, uh, just for being like the messiest gay on the sh- of the show. If he were Obviously, a sandwich, they- he'd be a sloppy <laughs> Joe. Obviously, like, there's something to be said about Starscream being, like, messy, but he's, but he's bratty more than, like, overall messy. Like, he doesn't try to cause, he's, he doesn't try to cause trouble outside of the trouble that he's already in. Skywarp just starts shit. Listen, Starscream gets the whole fucking episode to be messy, and he only barely gets a little bit more messy than the Skywarp, who's in, like, five frames. <clears throat> yeah, and and for and for that, for stealing the scene, and changing the energy of his workplace, and just being just hostile, <laughs> and mean, and petty. I mean, you know, how could I resist? How can you resist? I love a bad boy. Uh, I love a leather jacket, gay. And now we'll come to our very final segment. Um, uh, what a journey we've been on. Uh, uh, our final segment of, of the episode, we'll jack off to that later, where we pick the single sexiest moment of any given Transformers episode. Uh, the one uh, that makes us uh, pitch a tent. And hey, we weren't even camping. Uh, we'll go ahead and start. I'll go ahead and start this one off, because mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. It's Optimus's fucking laugh. <laughs> A good that's a good pick it's a sexy laugh isn't it i've always been i've been partial uh throughout the show of picking like lines from optimus or sometimes even a grunt uh <laughs> but this time uh he zagged on him and like and his laugh is just like i don't i i can't even i can't even like most of Optimus's things, I can't replicate the feeling that it gives, that it gives me to the to the listener, but it's it's something that's so like. It feels like it comes from like an effortless joy, and it's just yeah. like. It just bubbles out of him, and there's something that's so seductive about that quality about someone who laughs that easily. I get. So that's that's my pick. It's Optimus's fucking laugh. That's a good one. My pick is like literally the moment after that, <laughs> where, he, where he is zagging on Megatron. Mm-hmm. For a second, I thought you were gonna say the moment after that where fucking Rumble eats shit and gets hit pelted in the face with a rock. <laughs> What turned me on this week? Oh, fucking little shit boy getting a face full of rock. Oh yeah, my t- my tiny boyfriend. I love seeing him get beat up by rocks. 
have something for what, me. What a statement about our relationship. No, no, because I've always picked Rumble as my crush before. No, I know, but the idea of you saying I love seeing my tiny boyfriend getting pummeled by rocks is very funny to me. Well, Especially since earlier in the ep- this episode you were like, we have a supportive relationship. Plot twist, I'm the rocks. You're... Gigi the Rocks Johnson. <laughs> uh, but the moment right after that. Yeah, where um, he's like kind of flirtatiously roasting Megatron, um, saying your aim is improving. Because I like to think that with that was a reference to one of their past sexual exploits, mm-hmm. and also um, the power of him low-key humiliating Megatron is hot as well. Now, Gigi, you didn't pick the cyborg Dr. Arkaville reveal. What, for the wheeljack? For your wheeljack off to that later moment. I, well, really, cyborg Dr. Arkaville should be my pick for every single one of these segments. (laughs) But I want (laughs) to... I didn't want to be too repetitive. Um, I mean, if I'm being honest... He's my number one wheeljack moment, just him Thank existing. You. I'd rather you be honest. But I thought it would be more apt to put him as my crush. Maybe I should I don't know. Oh well. No, I think I think that's also fair. Uh David, what is your wheeljack off to that later moment? I think it's gotta be the line where Megatron sa- uh, turns to Optimus and says, I'm sorry, I got so caught up in my work and he's like fucking melting. That's lost That's in my work. That's the most Virgo thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How so? No, I want to know. No, give us it. Because Virgos are really in. They, I think Virgos really value work ethic and like, like Ludacris Virgos is a Virgo. are very logical, like productive people. And I think it's a very Virgo thing to think that someone being so invested in their work that they're, um, you know, not noticing bodily harm. Like, that's it's a very Virgo thing to think that's hot. Yeah. Well, then call me a Virgo, because I am one, and I thought that was hot. <laughs> like a Virgo. Um, uh-huh. But that w- that's got to be it for me. Melting for the very first time. What do you get when two cancers and a Virgo make a podcast? <laughs> That's Robots Into Guys. Thank you very much to everyone for listening. Gigi, where can people go to find you on the internet? You can... And send you and send you CD. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Please send... Uh, actually, if you could do it in the form of Postmates to my home, that would be the most ideal. Um, <laughs> straight from uh, Magiano's B chef's kiss uh, where can people send you digital ZD you can send me you can send me digital JPEGs of lasagna <laughs> for me to consume um, at GG Vines on Instagram that's G-E-G-E Vines it's also my you know what I'm not going to say that I'm on Instagram yeah and, and those lasagna uh, JPEGs—that's for uh, that's for a Garfield roleplay that you're doing, right? Over over on your on your channel. <laughs> right. <laughs> on my channel, we worship Garfield. 
The only evidence I have of this is that I own a pic, uh, a picture of. <laughs> I own a I picture own of Garfield. Picture of Garfield. <laughs> I own a bar- picture of Garfield. <laughs> is the weirdest way to say that I've read a Garfield comic. <laughs> I, I have a T-shirt with Garfield on it, and he's eating a hamburger. So we need to get him some lasagna, guys. It's tough times. Um, it's Monday tomorrow. We need to get him lasagna <laughs> right now. Okay. He's fucking tired of eating burgers. I'm fucking cutting down this part of nothingness. (laughs) No, this is good. This is a good bit. This is Um, ah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not cutting the part where you scarily burnt yourself with your own lighter. Almost. I didn't actually. I I scared myself. (laughs) David, where can people go to dunk on you? People can go to dunk on me at one kiddo tick one on Instagram, like the one K I T O T A K one on Instagram. All right, I'm gonna let Jordan and Genevieve finish this podcast. I'm gonna go make dinner. No, wait, it's not the same without you. That's true. It's better. You can follow me Fuck. on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E F A N T E Triple One for all your infrequent film Twitter posting. Uh, all right, we're gonna go ahead and try. It, and of course, oh, you can also follow the show on Instagram at Robots Into Guys. Uh, and please uh, leave us a five star review on the podcast app of your choice. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud as well because the beats are fire. Okay, we're going to go ahead and try it in unison uh, this time. And uh, you know what? We're not. We've, we've been so messy this entire episode that, that we're not going to do it in unison. <laughs> we're just, we're just, we're just going to say it. What if we all did it in baby voices again? That was that was pretty yeah, great. Yeah, sure. Huh? Yeah, and, and, and we won't we won't, do we, it again, we won't do it again. Even though we're only, we've only made how many episodes of this podcast? <laughs> this is I think fourteen or thirteen. I think fourteen. Fourteen. Oh yeah, like it matters, David. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, we'll we'll do it. Um, I don't know at whatever pace we. <laughs> Just get it sloppy. In this house. There's some queers in this house. <laughs> Just make it real sloppy. Transformers, robots, <laughs> <into> guys. <laughs> yes, we got him. We got him. We All got right, him. Now the only ending is gonna be Jordan's baby voice. All right, bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> bye, bitch. <laughs>